Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dafa Shavua as we make our way through Yavamas. Today we are studying Daf Hay. Happens to be that we're recording this year, and there's never a happens to be when it comes to learning Torah. There's Hashkachas Hashem that we're preparing this year right before Pasha Shalach, at least in Chutzlarts. At the end of Pasha Shalach, we have the Parshas Hatzitzes. And the tzitzis becomes an important instrument in this mesechta for the last couple of dapim and will continue in establishing the principle of ase dochelos ase. Now, what we addressed in the last daf, and you see it continuing in this daf, is focusing on the intensity of the los ase, where sometimes you'll have an ase, but if it comes into conflict with an ase and a los ase, or an ase with a chiyu, or a los ase with a chiyu of karis, or even a stronger type of los ase, however we define that, then the principle of ase docha los ase is not going to work. Shatness is considered to be, obviously, a very serious los ase, but not on the same level as the arayos, or maybe even some of the other los ases are there. But what I wanted to do, and this struck me, based on some questions I've been asked recently, is focus on the intensity of the assay. This brings us back to the Ramban from a couple weeks ago, how an assay could have so much power, it's even greater than a los assay because it reflects the avas Hashem as opposed to yiras Hashem. It's the connection, relationship with Hashem more than din. And this is definitely true, as we see, when it comes to tzitzes and what tzitzes represent. A number of people have asked me a question as we have returned to some form of tefillah b'tzibor, davening outside with masks, what do we do about kissing the tzitzes? Do we still put the tzitzes in our hands? Do we still put the tzitzes up to our mask? Not the chas v'sholem at any of our minyanim, people would put the tzitzes under the mask because the mask has to stay on the entire davening. So what exactly is happening? Now again, this is not deep into a Yavamas issue, but especially when we hit a parsha and current events, sometimes in this shear, we take a little bit of shift to talk about it. And I think it is a fundamental way of explaining some of the depth behind the assay element of the assay dochelos assay. So the first thing I wanted to say just about the parsha of tzitzes, you know, the Gemara raised the question, why do we have the tzitzes being discussed in Parshas Kitetse? It should be discussed in Parsha Shlach, because it's from Kitetse, the juxtaposition between tzitzes and shatness, that we learn out Asei Dochelos Asei. So that was the explanation the Gemara gave. But the assumption is that the main Parshas HaTzitzes is when it's presented in this week's Parsha, at least when we're recording it, which is Parsha Shlach. And I want to point out an incredible teaching from the Ibn Ezra. This is in Parsha Shlach, Perak Tesvav, Pasuk Lahamites. With the Ibn Ezra, in noting the fact that technically a person doesn't really have to wear tzitzes, it's only when they have Dalit Kanfos, when they're wearing a foregoing garment, but the practice is to wear tzitzes, especially in a base Knesses. He said the practice was, especially in shul, to wear a four-cornered garment, which is called the talus, at least in the context of tefillah, so that when we're talking about tzitzes, 
we are actually wearing tzitzes. We'll come back to this and develop this when it comes to the kissing, the touching, etc., that it's more than just a recitation. We're physically getting involved in it. I just want to point out that Ibn Ezra doesn't mention this pasuk, but it's a very important pasuk that is found in many of the Rishon Machrarim and Poskim when it comes to this concept of getting our bodies physically into a mitzvah, not just saying something, it's a pasuk in Tehillim, Perik Lama Hei Pasuk Yud, where David HaMelech says, Kol asmosai tomarna Hashem. The rest of the pasuk is, Micha mocha matzo ani mechazek mimenu v'ani ve'evyo migozlo. All my bones shall say, the Lord who is like unto thee, unto you Hashem. So we totally go in there. And in this discussion, the Ibn Ezra says, that since the real goal of tzitzah is not just to be Mekayim the mitzvah, here he's getting into Tamiya mitzvahs, but as it says in the Pasuk, and he says, what's your heart? A person has taiva, has desire. The eye sees. If you're not looking, you're not going to start being envious or, being, or covet whether it's an object, whether it's a person, someone else's wife, someone else's car. And the tzitzes and everything that it represents is supposed to be that message. You know, of course, the tzitzes, especially as we're discussing in the Gemara with the tchelas, the blue tchelas that reminds us of Shemayim, that Hashem is always watching us and we're thinking about Omachu Shemayim as part of the practice in daily life, not just as part as, uh, of Kriya Shema. And in this discussion, the Ibn Ezra says that in Shul, no one's having these, we, what we'll call here, strange or bad thoughts. And therefore, he says, the real place where a person should be wearing the talus, the tzitzes, is when they're out in the street. Doesn't mean they shouldn't wear it in Shul. But the language of the Ibn Ezra, such an incredible formulation of the Ibn Ezra, where he says, When we talk about wrapping ourselves with tzitzes, where's the most appropriate place to do so? More so than during tefillah, where of course that is the practice, but even more so when it's outside of tefillah, so that a person shouldn't during davening, is anyone going to be involved in an Avera? I wanted to point out that someone said that when you're socially distanced from people outside of a shul, it's actually pretty hard to do an Avera. Maybe the thoughts sometimes skip, but people aren't talking to each other. There's no Lashon Harach, no talking during davening. But in a general situation, the Ibn Ezra is saying there should never be doing sins in shul. Outside is where we have the challenge. So what happens with the tzitzes? This very strong mitzvah, I say, we're seeing it over here now as I'm trying to reinforce this year. It's more than just a reflection, as the Ramban says about mitzvahs, I say, in general, of our connection with Hashem, but the particular application, lahalacha, that the Ibn Ezra is saying, it becomes an instrument in everyday life in order to help prevent us from sinning. Now, the reason why I say that's halacha lamasa, you're not going to find a similar in the Shulchan Aruch that says it. But as we point out all the time, mitzvahs are much more than just checking boxes. You could have a mitzvah concept that goes beyond the boundaries 
of the specific box that we were discussing. Now, what is this with the kissing of the tzitzis? Where does that come from? So much so that people ask me the question, do we hold the tzitzis? Do we kiss the tzitzis? Should we even hold the tzitzis if we can't kiss the tzitzis? So we sometimes have to know what comes first. The base Yosef discusses this in Orachayim Simen Chafdalet. And the point I want to make over here right from the outset is you will not find mentioned anywhere in a Gemara, anywhere in a Gemara about kissing tzitzis. doesn't exist. What does the Beis Yosef say? The Beis Yosef says that based on the Pasuk that I gave you before, Hashem, that all of my bones shall say that we physically get involved in praising Hashem, the Beis Yosef brings down over here from the Hagos HaMaimonis. The Hagos HaMaimonis is the Ashkenaz, a gloss on the Rambam. So he brings down, Omar Dabov Nechadosh Baruch David said this about showing that we're physically involved in mitzvos, and therefore he says, Ani Bizman I hold to the tzitzes during Kriya Shema, and I put it next to my heart when I say Kriya Shema. But even this is not mentioned in the Gemara. But you're seeing in the Rishonim this idea of holding on to the tzitzes. And then the Beis Yosef brings down from the Abu Draham, it's one of the important Rishonim on the Siddur, on Tefillah, Bedine Kriya Shema Daf Pei Gimel, from one of the Gaonim, Natrani Gaon, Shah Ochez Betzitzios Biyaduk Shul Kriya Shema, he says that even holding on to the tzitzis that we could trace back to the time of the Gaonim could actually be Yahira. So even though the Haggaz Hamaimonis is saying it's a good practice, but who are we making up ideas that don't exist? This is true when it comes to holding the tzitzis. It doesn't say it anywhere in a Gemara. So at the time of the Gonim, there were those that were trying to accomplish this value of putting the whole body into a mitzvah, holding it up next to the heart. So where does this come from? When you look into the Shulchan Aruch, Rabbi Yosef Cairo's gloss, not his gloss, now his code, first we read to you from the Beis Yosef, the same author, he says, what do we do during tzitzis? Simen Chaf David. Yesh no hagin lehistakel there are those that have the practice of looking at the tzitzis, Geshemagiyam, Lurisemosa, using the Pasuk from our Parsha, Parsha's Vayishlach. Velitain osam alenayim, and to put them over the eyes. Not just to see it, but you see some people have this practice today, especially in the Svartic world, of putting it on the eyes. And then the Ramah, finally we get to the Ramah, says, Gamon ohagin ksas lenashik hatzitzis b'shasharoabam. He brings down that there are those that do have the minhag of not only holding the tzitzes, putting the tzitzes on the eyes, but of kissing it as well. But the source for this is actually a very, is very unclear, to the point that when you get to the gra on Simon Chaf Dalet, he says, Ani oches It's true this isn't mentioned in the Gemara, but we have Gaonim, that talk about holding Kriya Shema, but when you get to the Maiserav of the Gra, this is based on the life actions of the Gra. Hilchas Psukei Zimru Kriya Shema Tefila Oslam Etes Ochez 
Shtei tzitzes shalafanov. He doesn't talk about holding all four. That's a separate basis to hold the two in front of you. And we're not going to kiss it. Where does this come from? You're making up something to start kissing tzitzes? It has absolutely no source. At least holding has a source in the Gaonim. So halach lamasa, according to the Gra, there's absolutely no reason. Now, I'm going to establish that there is a basis to do so. That's my minhag as well. But clearly, when people are asking me this question, it's not that it takes away from your mitzvah of saying Kriya Shema. And for those that hold it for sure, like the Gra, who only held it, those that are not kissing it are satisfying the Gra. And I've suggested to people practically, if you practice is to kiss it, then put it up on your mask, not under the mask, and it would absolutely be no issue. When it comes to explaining the basis for kissing, you do have sources that establish it. And I can give you many of the sources, but what most of the sources are based on is the idea that this is a way of showing affection for a mitzvah. The Mishnah Berah brings down, in Zion, The Mishnah Berah brings down here that uh, we have people of great stature who would kiss mitzvahs. They, that they would kiss the matzos. I meant to say the matzos. The idea that the Shlach says explicitly in Psach and Perik, Ner Mitzvah is Vahakol Lechave Ves HaMitzvah. So we do have this idea of expressing ourselves through the Chiba, through the affection, and that would be the basis. In fact, if you look into the Rambam, Hilchas Molachim, and this is where you could f- start to find a source in the Gemara for kissing as a sign of affection. And what I'm suggesting is this is being extended to tzitzes as well, where the Rambam, Hilchas Molachim, Perakeh Halacha Yud. I know I'm throwing out a lot of Makaras today, but it's a very fascinating topic. Thank you to those who asked me the question. The Rambam, Hilchas Molachim, Perakeh Halacha Yud, Gedolei Hacham Hayuminashkin, this we have in the Gemara Subas Daf Kufyud Bez Ahmed Aleph, as well as Kufyud Bez Ahmed Bez, where you have the great figures in the Talmud who are literally kissing the ground of Eretz Yisrael. Based on a Pasuk in Tehillim, Kuf Bez Tesvav Ki Ratzu Avadecha Esavaneha Vyasafara Yecho Nenu. So this would be the basis of kissing. Of the tzitzes, it goes back to showing the chibah of hamitzvah. Where you do find in the Rishonim the idea of kissing, and you'll see how we're going to go all the way and bring this halacha lamasa. Why today we would tell people definitely don't go against the rules of hygiene to kiss someone else's tzitzes if someone's wearing a shul tzitzes or to kiss a sefer Torah. So I want to give you a couple of sources for this, and, and this is really the strongest basis for in Rishonim for kissing. Uh, Sefer Torah, but you extend this to tzitzes as well, if the goal is to show the love. I want to just point out that the holding of the tzitzes on all four corners also has a basis. We're not going to have time to discuss that. It's really what we talk about, that Hashem should gather Klai Yisrael from all corners, all four corners, the corners that we're talking about of the tzitzes. And there's many sources for that. What happens is the Shulchan Aruch brings down in Hilchas Kriyas Sefer Torah Simen Kuf Mem Tes V'yeshe Kasvushim Avian Hatinokos L'Nashek Hatorah. 
that one of the reasons why we bring kids to shul, which we miss so much today, we're not in shul, and we definitely miss seeing the kids coming to run up to the Sefer Torah, this is what educates them and gets them excited about mitzvahs. We know if you love someone, you give them a hug, you give them a kiss. So the Sefer Torah itself. The source for this is the great Rishon, the Ruach Helek Beis. It's brought down in Hechel Shabbos. Simon Memches, I discussed this Ozeru a number of years ago, when someone would hold on to the Torah, and later some people started using Torah holders in America, you see this even in Europe, and the kids would come up and they would kiss the Torah. It's brought down in the Shari Ephraim, which is one of the most important sefarim we have on the Minhagim of Kriyasa Torah. You can see this discussion in Simon, in, in uh, Shari Ephraim, Shari Yud. There's a lot to say about this. There's a question also about touching tefillin and kissing tefillin and where the sources are for it. We're not going to go through all of that now. I want to just point out two other very strong sources, for interesting sources relating to this topic. First of all, the Shulchan Aruch, in Arachayim, Hilchus Kriya Torah, says that Be'ezrat Hashem, when we get back into Shul, and everyone's going to get an Aliyah, we know that we hold on to the Torah. And then, what's brought down by the Atarah Svi, is you hold on to the Torah, is to show that it's as if you're being Mechabal the Torah now, but then what's brought down by the Magen Avram in Simon Koflamites is you either kiss the Sefer Torah after your Aliyah or brought down by others you actually kiss your hands that held on to the Sefer Torah. Now to show you how we're concerned about hygiene in all of these situations and especially I showed you through the shears that the kissing of the tzitzes and even of the Sefer Torah is not explicitly spelled out in the Gemara, so it's later sources for it. So we have to keep in mind Halacha Lamasa, what the Rambam says in Hilchos Rotzeach, Perik Yud Beis Halacha Dalit. What's being discussed over there was putting coins in one's mouth. I don't think we really see this people see people today putting coins into the mouth. What the Rambam there is concerned about is the hygiene, the danger of it. The Shulchan Aruch brings this down as well in Yardech Kuf Tezayin. Sifhei, that you can't put coins in your mouth. It's, this is, I guess, an extension of anything that is going to end up being dangerous. And this leads Revel Yashiv, I saw this in the Sefer Ashriya Ish, Perak Aleph, Chaf Hei, Sif Katan that Revel Yashiv, based on its Slusa Davram, it's a very important Sefer that we quote sometimes in a Tfilish year, would not kiss the cover of a Sefer Torah because he did, thought that someone else's saliva was there, going back to these sources in the Rambam. Very important. You should look over there in that Simon and the Shulchan Aruch. Now this leads to what's become a somewhat of a famous, if we could say, tshuva of Rav Henkin. Now I taught this tshuva of this Rav Henkin many years ago. I was never thinking about the pandemic. The Rav Henkin... Zatzal in the Agency of Israel, page one fifty nine. La inyan neshika sefer Torah. It's filling a mezuzah. Vegam la inyan hashkolatinokos mikos kiddush v'havdala. He's discussing here so many issues that we're thinking about these days. Kissing a sefer Torah, kissing the tefillin, kissing a mezuzah. You're going to pass by a house and kiss the mezuzah. What happens if somebody else was just there kissing it? 
Again, the history of kissing a mezuzah, touching a mezuzah, is a shear in itself. And then he mentions, let's say, in a shul where they make kiddush, then how do you drink from the cup? The minhag Friday night, especially after it was no longer the practice of having guests in shul, was to give the wine to drink. So we don't run into an issue of ain't kiddush alba makam suda. You know I should point out that some of the issues, the way we have super transfer, Rachman son of the germ, sometimes has been through simchas, through kiddushim, etc., even, unfortunately, recently. So Rav Henkin has a fascinating analysis of all of this. And he says, for two reasons, when it comes to the Sefer Torah, we should not kiss the Sefer Torah. And he's talking here about literally putting your mouth onto the Me'il, the covering of the Sefer Torah. The first thing he says, going back to something we said earlier, it's gaiva, right? It's gaiva. You're so close to the Torah that you could kiss it. Fascinating. But the second reason, which is uh, more of a focus for me now, is midnei, basically what Rebbe Yashif said much later, shemalach l'chim, people are going to end up spitting on it. Ha'yoytzimipeh They'll end up putting the kiss on the mill. The saliva will go onto the mill. He says it's disgusting that you're going to transfer germs from one person to the next. And it's also disgusting for the Sefer Torah, even the mill, to have your germs. He says, You don't need a Shulchan Aruch to tell us that this is prohibited from the doctors themselves. So again, starting with the positive Ibn Ezra, the beautiful intensity of the mitzvah of tzitzes, the value of holding the tzitzes, kissing the tzitzes as well to show our affection for the mitzvah, but to always do it in a very safe way. There's so much more to say on this daf, but we got caught up with the tzitzes, which I wanted to spend some time explaining it. Hopefully we'll get back to some of the issues of shotness, we also had on the staff the issue of cutting one's hair, how to cut one's hair, how one cannot cut hair, and where it can't be cut. Also, very halachalamasa. We'll start next week with some of the issues of kibbutzava aim that come up at the end of the daf. And always reminding ourselves that we are studying Mesechus Yivamis. Keep plugging ahead.